ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Tonight then we begin the first of two lectures that are entitled The Means of Achieving Paradise or The Means by which a person can strive for entrance into paradise. Within these two lectures we'll discuss the purpose of life, the manner in which a person should have his objectives laid out, how a person strives to remain upon that straight path, the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the path to paradise. In a small advice, written by al-Sheikh Sulaiman al-Ruhayli, Hafizahullah Ta'ala, he mentioned, Ya Abdullah, inna Allah Azza wa Jal khalaqaka wa rabbaka bi ni'amih wa awjadaka ala hadhihi al-ard faha anta tasiru alayha وتعيش فيها وتأكل وتشرب تقوم وترقد تسعد وتشقى تضعف وتقوى تصح وتمرض تتزوج وتنجب تستقبل أولادا وتدفن أحبابا فهل أدركت سر وجودك He says, O servant of Allah, indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you and then nurtured you, provided for you, sustained you with His blessings and provisions. He is the one who created you upon the face of this earth. And here you are, here you are, living upon this earth, eating and drinking, standing, walking, sitting, happy, sad, in good health, in illness. You marry, you have children, and at the same time, you bury your beloved, all of these events that occur on this earth, you live on this earth, you eat, you drink, you marry, you have children, you bury those who die every day, all of this occurs in this existence of yours upon this earth. So have you stopped to ponder and to think, 
What is the secret behind your existence here? وَهَلْ عَلِمْتَ مَا الَّذِي يُمَيِّزُكَ عَنْ سَائِرِ الْخَلِيقَةِ And have you come to understand what is it that distinguishes you from the rest of creation? What is it that distinguishes you from the animals, from the cows and the sheep? What is it that distinguishes you from the rest of the creation? فَاسْمَعْ رَبَّكَ أَلَّذِي خَلَقَكَ يُخْبِرُكَ Then listen to what Allah informs you of. He will inform you. He tells us the purpose of our existence and the difference between us and the animals, the sheep, the cows, the camels. Allah tells us, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me. And it is not as though Allah benefits from our worship. It is not as though Allah was in need of something and therefore created us for some benefit that He would receive. Allah does not receive any benefit from us. Allah does not have any need from us. Allah's kingdom does not increase with our worship of Him, nor does it decrease with our sinning and disobedience against Him. And that is mentioned clearly in the Hadith Qudsi, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ كانوا على أتقى قلب رجل واحد منكم that if all of you from beginning to end jinn and humans were upon the heart of the most righteous amongst you all of you were upon obedience and righteousness and piety ما زاد ذلك مما عندي شيء then that would not increase the kingdom of Allah in any way. And similarly Allah tells us, لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ كَانُوا عَلَىٰ أَفْجَرِ قَلْبِ رَجُلٍ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْكُمْ مَا نَقَسَ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا عِنْدِي شَيْءٍ That if all of you, the jinn and the humans, you are upon the most disobedient heart of a person amongst you. You are all upon disobedience to Allah. All of you in disobedience to the commands of Allah upon sin and transgression, then that would not 
decrease the kingdom of Allah in any way. And that is why here we see in the Qur'an, when Allah tells us our purpose in creation, tells us that we are here to worship Him alone, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I did not create the jinn or the humans, except for them to worship me. When Allah tells us this purpose of ours, the very next ayah, Allah tells us that He does not need anything from us. He is not in need of our worship or our existence. He is not in need of any benefit from us. And so He says, مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونَ I do not want from them any sustenance or provisions, and neither do I want them to feed me. إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينَ Indeed, Allah, He is the provider. He is the one who provides and sustains his creation, the one of that great strength. Allah is the one of the great strength, the might and the majesty. He is the one who provides for us. And so if you consider the narration of when the angel is sent to the womb of the mother, when the child is still within the womb of his mother, فَيُرْسَلُ إِلَيْهِ الْمَلَكِ فَيَنْفُخُ فِيهِ الرُّوحِ The angel is sent, and the soul is blown into that unborn child. And then, يُؤْمَرُ بِكَتْبِ أَرْبَعِ كَلِمَاتِ the angel is commanded to write down four things. To write down the provisions of this child. Whilst the child is still in the womb of his mother, unborn, the angel writes down what Allah has decreed for the provisions of that person. And that is why the scholars, they say, during your lifetime, the rizq that comes to you from Allah, the provisions that come to you from Allah, then you do not need to fear that anybody, anyone, will steal your share of your rizq. Nobody will steal your share of the rizq. For indeed, what has been written for you, it has been written for you already, in the womb before you were born. Your rizq and your provisions for your lifetime decreed upon you. So you need not fear that anybody will take your rizq from you. You need not fear 
that somebody else is coming and setting up business in the same field as me. You need not fear somebody else is opening up a trade the same as mine. What has been written for you as your rizq, then that is written for you and it will not be taken by anybody else. So that is all decreed and Allah tells us, He is not in need for anything from us. He is not in need for us to be providing rizq. Rather, He is the one, the mighty and majestic who provides the rizq for all. فَهَا أَنْتَ يَا عَبْدَ اللَّهِ تَعِيشُ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأَرْضِ تُخَطِّطُ لِمُسْتَقْبِلِكْ فِي الدُّنْيَا تَعْمَلُ لِمَا يَنْفَعُكَ فِيهَا وَتُبْذِلُ الْأَسْبَابِ لِاجْتِنَابِ مَا يَضُرُّكَ فِيهَا فَهَلْ أَدْرَكْتَ بِسَمْعِكَ وَقَلْبِكَ مُسْتَقْبِلَكَ الْحَقِيقِ Here, here you are, O servant of Allah, living upon this earth, planning for your future in this earth. Here you are, every servant of Allah, making his plans for the future in this world. What you will do in the future, what you plan for next month, for next year, what you plan for your children, their education as they grow older, all of the plans they revolve in your mind, all of that it flutters upon your mind, the plans for the future in this world. The plans that you will follow and strive to follow to achieve what you perceive as goodness for yourself and for your family in this world and plans to stay away and refrain from that which will harm you in this world. All of these plans for the future in this world, have you stopped to consider the reality of the future? For indeed the reality of the future is not the future of your days upon this earth. The reality of the future is that which will come after this earth. The planning for this earth, it is only for a few days and nights. But the hereafter, that is the life that will remain forever. فَهَلْ رَأَيْتَ بِبَصَرِكْ وَبَصِيرَتِكْ طَرِيقَكْ إِلَى دَارِكَ الْمُسْتَقْبِلَةِ So have you stopped and seen with your vision and with your insight, have you stopped to think and to plan for the future accurately in a path that is leading you to paradise? Have you been planning your future in a way 
that is keeping you online to the path to paradise? Or have you been planning your future only for these few days and nights on this earth? Isma' ya Abdullah, listen, O servant of Allah. Rabbuka Azza wa Jal yukhbiruka bi'awwali hadha al-mustaqbal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you the first stages of the real future that is to come. Allah informs you of those first stages of the real actual future that will certainly come. And that is when Allah tells you in the Qur'an, إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ Indeed you will die and they will die. And Allah says, كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ ثُمَّ إِلَيْنَا تُرْجَعُونَ Every soul shall taste death and then to us you will return. Every soul shall taste death, and then to us you shall return. And Allah says also, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ Wherever you are, wherever you may be, death will certainly catch up with you. Allah tells you in the Qur'an, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ Wherever you may be, wherever your position on this earth may be, then indeed death will catch up with you. That is the first stage of the inevitable future, that death will come upon us all. And that is why Allah has told us, وَعَبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Worship your Lord until that certainty comes to you. Worship your Lord until that certainty comes to you. The certainty of death. A اعبدوا الله عز وجل حتى يأتيك الموت فالموت لا يماريه أحد ولا ينجو منه أحد إنما هي الآجال وهجومها فإذا حضر الأجل فلا يتأخر ولا يتقدم ولا يؤخره أن صاحبه لا زال شابا فتيا ولا صحيحا سويا ولا يقدمه أن صاحبه أصبح كبير السن عليلا When that death comes then it will come at its appointed time It will not be delayed from you simply because you are still young and fit Death will not be delayed from its appointed time because a person is still young and fit. 
and death will not come early from its appointed time simply because somebody is already old and ill. Death will come at its appointed time. فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ So when the appointed time comes, they will not be able to delay, and neither will it come forth early. It will come at its appointed time. So when a Muslim dies, المسلم إذا مات فإنه يغسل ويكفن ويصلى عليه ثم يحمله الرجال على أعناقهم And when that inevitable future comes to you and that death comes to you then the person is washed and shrouded and prayed upon and then the men will carry that body upon their shoulders, upon their necks. فَإِن كَانَ صَالِحًا قَالْ قَدِّمُونِي قَدِّمُونِي And if that person was righteous, he will say, Hasten with me, hasten with me. And إِن كَانَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكْ But if the person was not righteous, قال يا ويلها أين تذهبون بها يا ويلها أين تذهبون بها and if the person was not righteous then he will say woe be to you where are you taking it where are you taking the body? يَسْمَعُ صَوْتُهُ أَوْ يَسْمَعُ صَوْتَهُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا الْإِنسَانِ Everything hears his voice except the human. وَلَوْ سَمِعَهُ الْإِنسَانُ لَصَعِ And if the humans could hear the voice of that person, then they would certainly fall unconscious, death, from the severity of what they hear. And that is established in a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uthman ibn Affan, radiyallahu anhu, إِذَا وَقَفَ عَلَىٰ قَبْرٍ يَبْكِي حَتَّى يَبُلَّ لِحْيَتَهِ Uthman ibn Affan, radiyallahu anhu, when he used to stand upon a grave, he would cry until his beard became wetened. He would cry until his beard became wet. فَقِيلَ لَهُ So it was said to him, تَذْكُرُ الْجَنَّةِ وَالنَّارِ وَلَا تَبْكِي وَتَبْكِي مِنْ هَذَا That you remember paradise and hell. And you don't cry, but you cry at this, at the graveside. قال, he said, إِنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ 
that indeed the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ الْقَبْرَ أَوَّلُ مَنَازِلِ الْآخِرَةِ That the grave is the first stage from the stages of the hereafter. فَإِنَّ جَامِنْهُ So if a person is saved, then he is saved, has salvation at the time of the grave. فَمَا بَعْدَهُ أَيْسَرُ مِنْهُ Then that which comes after it will be easier than it. وَإِن لَمْ يَنْجُ مِنْهُ But if a person is not saved in the grave, فَمَا بَعْدَهُ أَشَدُّ مِنْهُ Then that which comes after it will be more severe than it. That which comes after it will be greater in severity. وقال, and he said, Uthman رضي الله عنه said, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم, ما رأيت منظرا قط إلا والقبر أفضع منه. The Prophet ﷺ said, I have never seen any sight. I have never seen any sight of anything. Except that the sight of the grave is more terrifying than it. I have never seen any sight except that the sight of the grave is greater in its impact, in its terrifying nature, than it. وَإِذَا كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ And if the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to say, إِسْتَعِيذُوا بِاللَّهِ مِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ إِسْتَعِيذُوا بِاللَّهِ مِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ he used to say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, seek protection, seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the grave. وَأَخْبَرَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي حَدِيثِ الْبَرَاءِ ibn عَازِبْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ الطَّوِيلِ أَنَّ الْمَيِّتَ إِذَا صَارَ إِلَى قَبْرِهِ إِنْ كَانَ صَالِحًا أَتَاهُ مَلَكَانِ شَدِيدَ الْإِنْتِهَارِ فَيَنْتَهِرَانِهِ وَيُجْلِسَانِهِ فَيَقُولَانِ مَنْ رَبُّكَ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّيَ اللَّهِ فَيَقُولَانِ مَا دِينُكَ فَيَقُولُ دِينِيَ الْإِسْلَامِ فَيَقُولَانِ لَهُ مَا هَذَا الرَّجُلُ الَّذِي بُعِثَ فِيكُمْ فَيَقُولُ هُوَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ In the lengthy hadith, it talks about what happens to a person in the grave, that a person who was righteous, the angels, they come and they sit him up, and they ask him those questions, who is your Lord, what is your religion, who is your prophet? And he will answer accurately. And then after he answers accurately, فَيُنَادِي مُنَادٍ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ A caller calls from the heavens, أَنْ صَدَقَ عَبْدِي that indeed my servant has spoken the truth. فَأَفْرِشُوهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ So lay out for him 
the ground laid out for him from the spread of Jannah. وَأَلْبِسُوهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ And clothe him, clothe him with the garments of paradise. وَافْتَحُوا لَهُ بَابًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ And open a door for him into paradise. فَيَأْتِيهِ مِنْ رَوْحِهَا وَطِيبِهَا so the beautiful fragrances of paradise, they come to him in his grave. وَيُفْسَحُ لَهُ فِي قَبْرِهِ مَدَّ بَصَرِهِ And his grave is expanded as far as his eyesight can see. وَيَأْتِيهِ رَجُلٌ حَسَنُ الْوَجْهِ حَسَنُ الثِّيَابِ طَيِّبُ الْرِيحِ then a man comes to him with a beautiful face and with beautiful garments and a beautiful fragrance upon him. فَيَقُولُ And then he says, أَبْشِرْ بِالَّذِي يَسُرُّكَ Glad tidings to you with that which pleases you. أَبْشِرْ بِرِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ بِرِضْوَانٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَجَنَّاتٍ فِيهَا نَعِيمٌ مُقِيمٌ Glad tidings to you with the pleasure of Allah, the paradise that which you will be in forever, the blessings that last forever. هَذَا يَوْمُكَ الَّذِي كُنْتَ تُعَدٍ this is the day that you were promised. فَيَقُولُ لَهُ وَأَنْتَ فَبَشَّرَكَ اللَّهُ بِخَيْرٍ مَنْ أَنْتَ فَوَجْهُكَ الْوَجْهُ يَجِئُ بِالْخَيْرٍ So then the person in the grave says to this man who has come, this man with this beautiful appearance and beautiful garments and beautiful fragrance, says to him, and who are you? Your face, it is an appearance of someone who comes with goodness. فَيَقُولُ So he says, أَنَا عَمَلُكَ الصَّالِحِ I am your righteous deeds. I am your good deeds. In the narration it then goes on to say, what happens to the one who was not pious, the one who was not righteous, the one who was not upon the obedience to Allah, how that individual will not be able to answer the questions of the grave accurately, the fitnatul qabr, he will not be able to save himself in that. So then a caller will call from the heavens, فَيُنَادِ مُنَادِ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ أَنْ That he has lied. فَأَفْرِشُوهُ مِنَ النَّارِ So lay out for him the ground of hellfire. وَأَلْبِسُوهُ مِنَ النَّارِ And clothe him in the garments of hellfire. وَافْتَحُوا لَهُ بَابًا إِلَى النَّارِ And open up a door to hellfire. فَيَأْتِيهِ مِنْ حَرِّهَا وَسَمُومِهَا 
And so the heat and the toxic poisonous smells of hellfire, they come into him upon his grave. وَيُضَيَّقُ عَلَيْهِ قَبْرُهُ حَتَّى تَخْتَلِفَ فِيهِ أَضْلَاعُهُ And his grave, it is squashed upon him until his ribs they crack and squash. فَيَأْتِيهِ رَجُلٌ قَبِيحُ الْوَجْهِ So then a man comes to him with an ugly appearance. قَبِيحُ الثِّيَابِ With the ugly and dirty and the worst of clothes. مُنْتِنُ الرِّيحِ With the terrible smell. فَيَقُولَ And he will say to him, أَبْشِرْ بِالَّذِي يَسُؤْكِ Glad tidings to you with that which is of evil to you. This is the day that you were promised. So the person of the grave says to this man, and who are you? Your face, it comes with an appearance that you come with evil. He will say to him, I am your evil deeds. I am your evil deeds. Coming to him on that day in his grave, in that ugly appearance with the ugly garments and the terrible smell, he tells him, I am your evil deeds. And then after that, certainly the resurrection will occur. Allah has told us, وَالْمَوْتَى يَبْعَثُهُمُ اللَّهِ The deceased, Allah will resurrect them. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْعَثُ مَنْ فِي الْقُبُورِ And that Allah will raise up those in the graves. And Allah said in the Qur'an, إِذَا زُلْزِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ زِلْزَالَهَا When the earth, it trembles, with its trembling, its earthquake, that great shaking on that day, وَأَخْرَجَتِ الْأَرْضُ أَثْقَالَهَا And the earth will release its burdens, meaning the people buried within it. It will release them and they will be born or resurrected once again. وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا And the people will say, what is going on with it? يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا On that day when the earth shall speak of its news, بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَالَهَا That which Allah has inspired it to do on that day, so the earth will testify upon a servant 
for the good that the servant did upon it, or the evil that the servant did upon it. And as Allah says, يَوْمَ يُنْفَخُ فِي الصُّورِ فَتَأْتُونَ أَفْوَاجًا On that day when the horn is blown, and you will come in the groups, وَفُتِحَتِ السَّمَاءُ فَكَانَتْ أَبْوَابًا وَصُيِّرَتِ الْجِبَالُ فَكَانَتْ صَرَابًا And when the heavens are opened on that day, and there are doors or gates, and the mountains, as it mentions in other ayat, how they will crumble or become like fluffs of wool, all of it flattened and taken away on that day. إِنَّهُ يَوْمٌ عَظِيمٌ فَهَلْ عَلِمْتَ يَا عَبْدَ اللَّهِ بِحَالِ النَّاسِ فِي ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمِ That will be a tremendous day. So have you pondered for that day? And this was the purpose from where we began. A person plans his life upon this earth, plans for his future, plans for his children. But have you made your plans accurately? Are your plans for yourself and your children and your future plans that are based firmly upon the objective of paradise? Or are they plans only for the goods of this world, only for the gains of these few days and nights, in absence and negligence of the reality of the future? The reality of that reckoning, the reality of that resurrection. So then, that day will be a terrifying day. Allah tells us in the Quran, يَوْمَ تَجِدُ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَا عَمِلَتْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ مُحْضَرًا وَمَا عَمِلَتْ مِنْ تَوَدُّ لَوْ أَنَّ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَهُ أَمَدًا بَعِيدًا On that day, every person shall find before him what he has done from good, and also what he has done from bad. And he will wish that there was a great distance between himself and that evil. He will wish that there was a great distance between himself and that evil. يَوْمَ تَرَوْنَهَا تَذْهَلُ كُلُّ مُرْضِعَةٍ عَمَّا أَرْضَعَتْ وَتَضَعُ كُلُّ ذَاتِ حَمْلٍ حَمْلَهَا وَتَرَى النَّاسَ سُكَارًا وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارًا وَلَكِنَّ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ شَدِيدٌ On that day you will see the breastfeeding woman and her negligence of the one that she breastfeeds, such will be every individual in their terrified state for themselves, thinking only, and every person with a newborn drops the newborn, and you will see the people as though they are intoxicated, and they are not intoxicated, but the punishment of Allah is severe. Such will be the terror. As it mentions, 
Every person will have something preoccupying himself. That day when a person will run and flee from his own father, from his own mother, from his brother, his sister, only caring for himself. So the terrors of that day, they will be great. And the fear in every person will be tremendous. And on that day, we've been told by the Prophet ﷺ, مَا مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا سَيُكَلِّمُهُ اللَّهِ لَيْسَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهُ تُرْجُمَانِ فَيَنْظُرُ أَيْمَنَ مِنْهُ فَلَا يَرَى إِلَّا مَا قَدَّمْ وَيَنْظُرُ أَشْأَمَ مِنْهُ فَلَا يَرَى إِلَّا مَا قَدَّمْ وَيَنْظُرُ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ فَلَا يَرَى إِلَّا النَّارَ تِلْقَاءَ وَجْهِهِ On that day, there is not a single one of you except that Allah will speak to him. There will not be between you and Allah an interpreter. And that person will look to his right. And he will see nothing other than what he has put forth for himself. And he will look to his left. And he will see nothing other than what he has put forth for himself. His own deeds. And then he will look in front of himself and he will see nothing other than the fire before him. 
On that day, يَوْمٌ تَدْنُوا فِيهِ الشَّمْسُ مِنْ رُؤُوسِ الْخَلَائِقِ On that day when the sun will be brought close to within a mile and perhaps less from the heads of the creation and the people will be in their sweat فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَبْلُغُ الْعِرْقِ إِلَى كَعْبَيْ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَبْلُغُ الْعِرْقِ إِلَى رُكْبَتَيْ There are some their sweat will go to their ankles and some of them to their knees and some of them drowning in even more than that from their sweat on that day. And then the people will split up into two categories. One group who will be given their books of accountability in their right hands. And a group who will be given their books in their left hands behind their backs. So a group in paradise and a group in hell. فَأَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمْ أَهْلُ السَّعَادَةِ وَهُمْ أَصْحَابُ النَّجَاةِ وَالْفَوْزِ الْكَبِيرِ Those who enter paradise, they are the ones who have received salvation and success. They are the ones who will remain therein forever. وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ سُعِدُوا فَفِي الْجَنَّةِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Those who are in joy and happiness on that day, in paradise, they will remain therein forever. And as for those who are of the other category, then their abode it becomes the hellfire. These are the two groups of people that will occur on that day. Insha'Allah Ta'ala, from the next session, we'll discuss regarding the group who enter paradise. And what are the blessings of paradise? And what has Allah prepared for the believers from the rewards of paradise? and the descriptions of paradise, that insha'Allah ta'ala is where we'll move on to in the second session of this two-part series. And that second session insha'Allah ta'ala will be in a fortnight from today. In a fortnight from today, not next Friday, but the one after, in between Tomorrow and next Friday, there are other classes that go on. And for the second part of this, we will come back in a fortnight Friday, insha'Allah ta'ala, to resume and to conclude the second half in looking at the blessings of paradise for those who enter paradise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the entrance into paradise. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد
وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين